This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Botox Cosmetic. Out of botulinum toxin A. FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. But delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Leicester Till I Die TV. Watch and subscribe on YouTube and listen on your podcast platform. Hi, everybody. Jerry Taggart here. Now be sure to watch Chris and Lester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on, you foxes! Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on and ready to go. No, four little words. I am drinking gin. Four little words. I told you so. Look at that. Read it and weep. Chris, Leicester till I die, predicts 2-1 to Leicester City. Tell you what, get me lottery ticket tomorrow. I seriously am. Just trust me. That's all I'm going to say, guys. Trust me. Have I ever let you down? Have I ever let you down? And um, don't answer that one. But um, I think I've gone there. I'm back. I'm back. I'm just updating my camera. Um, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Kaglar Sionchu 
didn't Eden Hazard for Manchester City. More importantly, more importantly, I can say, I'll have whatever she's having, please. I'll have what she's having. Every time. I always look on the menu. Two, one. Ah, oh, God. I'm excited. I am excited. Talk about a, a match of two halves, though. Was it not a match of two halves? I thought it was. Um, this is Lester Till I Die TV. How the devil are you? I hope this is working okay. I'm not sure if the camera is working or not. I think Brad will probably tell me when he comes on. Um, YouTube, Lester Till I Die TV. Give us a subscribe, please. Facebook, Lester Till I Die, the group. And if you are on the Twitter sphere, at Lester TID. Right, let's have a look at what some of you have been saying, shall we? Uh, Miss Melina, good evening. I hope you and your dad are both well and um, enjoying Canada. Uh, big win for the Foxes tonight. It was just what we need. After after Friday night, that was what was needed. Wasn't sure in that first half, though. I mean, you know, to say they'd made 10 changes. Thank you, Man United. I think it was pretty obvious where you wanted the trophy, uh, uh, the, the fourth place to go to. but. We were struggling. Stephen, now, you've got me worried, Stephen. And remember, we do have somebody religious coming on at the moment. <laughs> you, apparently, I can put my nurse's uniform away. You promised me that you would burn those pictures. Stephen, I'm, you promised me. You've, you've let me down. And, well, I may have just mentioned this, but, yes, I did call the call the result. Ah. Oh. Yeah, I'm sorry, my, my, my voice is going, my voice is going. And as I said to Melina, not quite guaranteed, but yes, we are Champions League. Say, we are Champions League. Um, TM, let's have a look here. Well done, guys. Um, thank you very much uh, on behalf of Leicester. Great prediction, of course it was, and what a great result. Um, you, you, you doubt me, you doubt me. Um Brookline gin time in England, <laughs> still at work in the USA, mate. I don't know what you're doing. Um, you should have had the day off. Matthew Bond, um, wow, what a tonic <laughs> about the tonic. I would have had the gin to go with it, but yes, I know, I know what you mean. We needed that, didn't we? We so needed that after the uh, after the Newcastle, not just the result, but the performance as well. Uh, Leicester looked a lot a tighter outfit and deserved to win. Thank you. We did in the second half. I thought we played a lot better in the second half in the first. And Simon, good evening, Simon. How the devil are you, sir? Great prediction, Chris. And what a great game. Hey, you noticed I got it right, did you? I mean, I kept it, I kept it quiet, you know, but you may have noticed I kept it right. Do me a favour. If you're tuning in for the first time, you like what you're seeing, Bottom right-hand corner, down down there somewhere, that's it there. Just follow the arrow, press the subscribe button, and um, we would love you forevermore. Right, I think it's time now to get he who should be prayed to in. You know, he, he, he's, you know, might be a bit old now. He's 2,021 years old, but, you know, he, he's, he's looking good for his age. He's looking good for his age. Maybe it's just, um, maybe it's just the result. Let's bring Brad in. 
Brothers, good evening. Good evening, Chris. Wednesday nights under the lights. I'm looking forward to being able to go back to that stadium now because that for me just feels <coughs> just feels right, doesn't it? It feels like that's the game that yeah. everybody after that Newcastle game was saying they're gonna bottle it, they're gonna lose, they're gonna struggle, and we win today. I just feel so much better. After that, that you, is you, such a good win. You called it in the pre-match. I mean, okay, I may have mentioned that I got the score right. I don't know if I have, but guess what, guys? I predicted two one to Leicester. Just I'd, no, I'd mentioned that for the ten. I did. Surprise! <laughs> surprise! Surprise! I did. You know, but yeah, that's quite I, don't, I don't do Silla very well. Even even Silla dead, I don't do very well. Uh, but no, you called it beforehand. Um, the we produce a couple of poor performances. Honestly, I, I can't even speak. We do produce a... I'm going to put me other set of teeth in. We do produce some poor performances and then we'll produce one totally out of left field, a great performance. And all right, the first half wasn't brilliant. And I looked at that and thinking, and Larry's going to argue with me here, it, it was... A second wasn't necessarily a weakened side, but it was a second string Man United side. And we were struggling with what was, I would say, one of our strongest teams that we, you know, we haven't got half a side. I know, like I said, we've got half a side, side out injured. We'd got two players out injured. Um, but we were struggling. I said at half time, is this the biggest 45 minutes of the season? And the guys came out and did that. You know, Brendan. Master manager, isn't he? But you did call it. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 been something that you know when when things haven't gone our way, we as a collective on here and and yourself have, have kind of reminded a lot of people that you know we we do have a hab a very good habit this season of of, of bouncing back very strong. You, you know what? It's, you know what? I'm I'm amazed people know that, mate, because it's not like you to gloat when you get the score right. So I'm I'm very well known to these people that know these things. They must be following our Instagram and and other social <laughs> net, networks that we're on. Can I just say? Can I just say that? And yeah, I'll let you come back in a second. But as soon as you mentioned me getting the score right, Steve Walsh actually is second in the league to me, and I have sent him a message already. So you know, not that I'm gloating at all, but do carry on. <laughs> Yeah, and you were right. I mean, I, I actually did say to you at half-time, didn't I, Chris, that it seemed like a game where the effort and everything that we asked for and respected was there, but it was more from a force of nervous energy. When we when we got the goal, we were looking good. We was in control, and it was expectant. But I tell you this now, anyone that comes out and tries to be sour grapes saying, man, you beat a, a, a team completely changed from United... Marwan Fellaini's played for United. They've had worse 11s than that one. And we haven't won at Old Trafford in 23 years until tonight. I don't care. I do not care. I so think, if you're going to come on here... 20, 28 years, I think. It might even be longer. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Well, no, no, 98, wasn't it, Old Trafford? Tony Costa. Well, I got that right, right in the pre-match. So. Yes, yep, yep, you're right. <laughs> Jack, yeah. that's, an old, that's an old mate of mine, Jack, with his next <laughs> He gets that. He, I understand that. That's a little private little joke. Jack, Jack what, you, what are you doing with your muffins? You know, we, we don't want to know about. We don't want to know about it. But Larry says there, um, Brad, 
We don't want to hear about weak Man United side. I don't think they were particularly no, that weak. The, the the main problem, and I think I, I messaged you this before after we finished the pre-match, but um, there was the fact that whilst it wasn't necessarily a weak side, because some of those players we'd, we'd have loved to have had, you know, it was the fact that there were 10 players that hadn't played together. No, and that was noted on BT. I noticed Rio really jumped on that board when Robbie Savage said that Leicester would still be happy with a point. Uh, he was quick to go, well, it's 11 individuals thrown together. Well, there are 11 professional players, mate. They're on 100 yeah. plus on the week. They should not have to play football. No excuses. Manchester United have done this before and got the result. Um I don't care. I really don't care. No. For any Man United no. fan wants to come on here and say you beat a B team, good on us. We beat your B team. Yeah. That's helped him. I don't care. Yeah. So, I mean, this is it. Players should be able to go out and, you know, perform the professional footballers, like you say, they train all week. You know, we don't have reserves anymore, which I think is stupid. I think we should have reserves for those players that aren't quite making the. Um, the first the first team week in week out but it's the fact that they're not used to each other no that's granted but again there's still some players out there that have played parts in the season and and mm. linked up so and like i said manchester united have done this before and got a result against other teams and they've fielded worst 11s against us and we've not managed to come away with any positive result against man u so stuffs them because I would argue back that I'll counter this argument back to them. You could say that Leicester started with their weaker eleven and it wasn't until Manchester United put on the big guns. See that was Brendan's tactics. He, he could see Ollie getting nervous and he knows you're more susceptible can see from a corner and you make substitutions. So he threw Madison on, made them rush their subs and it worked perfectly because Rashford was marking Soyuncu or wasn't marking Soyuncu, should I say yeah. for yeah. For the goal, and you know what, Sionchu kind of, I feel happy for Sionchu because he needed that because he got a, he, and rightfully so he got he got stick didn't he? Yeah, yeah he, he got stick. He was rightfully yeah. given the boot, not just by fans but Rogers with that Croy's turn comment. Didn't see yeah. any of that today. Washed it out of the systems, and you know maybe, maybe Madison should spit in Rogers's face more often if that's the response you're going to get from the players. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I think exciting. I think that was uh, that was made up. I think looking at the um, the way they were into it, I think if he had done that, I don't think he'd have been on the coach again. Um, no. TM, thanks for asking. Thank you for asking. As it happened, I predicted Man United won Leicester too. But if anybody ever you know just wants to double check that, join the chat. Feel free. Brad, Jack, what team does he support? He's a Man United fan, so oh, luckily is I he? Won as, as, a, as a mate. Oh, he's a you're, you're a Man United fan, Jack. Well, what can I say? How are you doing in the FA Cup? Oh, my God, we knocked you out of that, didn't we? Who won the league title today? Man City, because we beat you. <laughs> Sorry, Jack, but, you know, what can I say? Um He's a good lad, though. He's a good lad. He he, he, it's football banter. It's football banter. I bet. He, I bet he's not even from Manchester, is he? Matthew going into a cup final on the back of that again. Yeah, I, that's the good thing, isn't it? The fact that the, you know the performance was was yeah. was pleasing. I was disappointed with the first half. I'm not going to lie. Maybe I expected too much. We got quite excited in the pre-match show when we looked at that, you know, starting lineup. 
But you know, I, I mean, I think I posted. Yeah. We brought we brought Madison on. They brought Cavani and Rashford. Oop, you know, uh, and we still beat them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, this is one made for, for the static st uh, statos down there. I'm pretty sure that's the that's the first time, maybe even since we beat Manchester United at home, that we have gone the season without losing to Manchester United. That's three games against Manchester United this season, one draw and two wins. Yeah. That, that, that's something that, that, that's very pleasing um, for, for the season as well, because we've got a, we've got a decent record, which mm. is where normally Leicester tend to fail, isn't it? They, you mm. tend to find Leicester in this position, and the reason they're struggling to hold on or not quite get up higher in the league, you know, when we was about seventh or eighth and looking at our first couple of attempts, when we had the likes of Powell and that in charge, we we, we were losing. Yeah, well, but we were we, you know, we did not yeah. have a very good points record against these sides, and it's pleasing to see this season that we've managed to fix that. I yeah. can't remember the last time we went undefeated against Manchester United. Like I said, no. I put here just take carrying on this, but at one one, I put here at one one, we're struggling to go ahead, even when the other team want us to win. But what I yeah. liked about the what I, what I liked about the performance was that, and and um, uh, I think Stephen mentioned it that there. I think it was Stephen uh, or um, no, somebody mentioned this, but. It was four four two because we were trying to work out the perform the the formation. Yeah, that's what I said. That's what I when said. When we were holding so. back, when we were defending, when Man United had the ball, we were four four two. When we had the ball, we were moving forward. We went to the three five two. It was very fluid, and oh. I think Brendan's Brendan's done a good job getting our team to do that. Yeah, it's nice. I think the thing we we spoke about. Um, after the Newcastle result was, it would be typical of Leicester to go out against Man United and win this game. Don't worry, praise be with you, you're fine, you're safe. <laughs> you don't need to praise to Jesus, I'm right here. Just, just reading the comment there. <laughs> <laughs> when Jesus is happy, all this comes. Very true, mate. Bless you. Don't worry, you're fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, I mean, you're right, obviously, about the first off. It wasn't glittered with too much, apart from the the goal, the goal was was you could have played that over and over again for the first half highlights and talking points because for a left back that's some hit and the fact that you know there was trust oh, yeah. there because sometimes you see a chance like that where the striker could probably get there or he could re you know run back and mm. get it and knock it in. He, he's obviously heard something from Thomas, trusted him to connect with it, got out his way and. What 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 a occasion to get your first Leicester goal in the league. Yes. I mean he scored in Europe, he scored in the Premier League now. Yeah, he's had a couple of iffy games, but let's be honest with you, he's new, he's young. Um he's nineteen. He's nineteen. He's he's had a quality season for a nineteen year old. Exactly, exactly, well, you know. Uh, and and all this, well, if you're good, you know, if you're good enough, it doesn't matter how old you are. That that's that's very true. But um it was an amazing goal. I had uh, the BT I had on, it had crowd noise, so I didn't hear whether there was a shout or not. But my God, I mean, we used to say, and as much as people hate Chilwell, we used to say sometimes, sort of, you know, he, he, he wasn't the crowd's favourite. I liked him. I mean, he was England's left back. There was no reason for us not to like him. But, you know, fans didn't take to him. But he had, he had a good foot on him sometimes, but he would have been proud of that one. 
Oh, yeah, definitely. In fact, a lot of Leicester, any left-backs around the country would have been proud to yeah. hear that one. He, he would have really liked that one. Uh, you know, I, I, In fact, there's a lot of strikers that would have been impressed to have hit that as well as he did. I mean, it was a cracking finish. He just... I think he even side-footed it, isn't it? You know, you normally expect a defender, they lash one and it, it kind of skews off the outside of the boot and somehow ends up in the top corner. But that, yeah. he side-foots it and the placement he got was absolutely brilliant to him. And like they said on, on the stream I was looking on, he'll, he'll frame that. He'll frame that highlight. He'll put yeah. that on the cabinet. Yeah. He'll still have more yeah. in his trophy cabinet than Tottenham, but, you know, I'm allowed that dig now. <laughs> that is that is very true. Philip, if we win the FA Cup, ask if I will do the ooh. Not sure what you mean there. Um, I have uh, actually, I have actually that. said that if we win the FA Cup, I will dye my pubic hair blue, only because I know there's yes, no way you will, ever, you will ever actually know whether I have or not. You know, <laughs> um, Miss Molina, welcome back. Great win. It was an amazing win. I'll tell you. I, I'm going to go off and watch the highlights and have it on repeat. You know, um, Wolf was a monster tonight, says Larry. Good to see him back on track. He had a hell of a lot better game than he did against Newcastle. Uh, Mel, congratulations on the Champions League. I don't think it's guaranteed yet, but oh, I feel a oh, lot more... Sorry, yeah, I'm sorry. The difference in points. I mean, Manchester United have played this perfectly the way they want to. All they've got to do now is look up to their end of the bargain and, it, and it's done. There's yeah, no way yeah. we're dropping out of top four with like a seven or eight point lead or whatever it is. You would, with, you with would hope not, but we are Leicester City. Remember that. Um, That's Ms. Molina, my favourite Yeah, Miss Molina's looking at your Jack Daniels. And I love the fact, I mean, she, she actually recognises it. Miss <laughs> Molina is in a very much, I won't give her age away, but she's in her early 20s, but she actually looks about 12. <laughs> when I first started talking to her, she was talking drinks. I thought, yeah, you shouldn't be drinking. Chris, but, you're, uh, Chris you're supposed to compliment a woman's age by getting it roughly slightly lower, not that <laughs> No, no uh, is there anything I haven't said to her? No. <laughs> um, Brooke Lyman needs four more points in case Liverpool win their last four fixtures. It all depends if Man United's plan goes to... To, 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 to plan basically um, they beat us they'll lose to us and they'll beat Liverpool let's hope it is uh, I love this I love this Mel um, I hope loser Paul don't <laughs> uh, love that that's good loser Paul um, David to be honest Paris was pretty useless in the first 60 minutes he was in didn't do much of anything so. he's never impressed me unfortunately I'm glad you said that David because I, I, I've written down here, um, oh, where am I? Uh, I, I, can't, I can't find it now. But basically, Perez uh, wasn't really in it. Um, whether it's because I'm listening as well as sort of updating things on the computer. But I didn't hear him mention an awful lot. I don't know if you did, Brad. No, I didn't. In fact, I can't remember a time from probably the 35th minute until he, his name came up on the board that he was still on yeah. the pitch. He really yeah. wasn't involved. I think it's well, fair to didn't say. didn't have his best game either, did he? No, but he did work well and hard on that side. He, he was more in a natural role this time than than anything. You know, he was, you know, I know he went to a wing-back role to support, you know, with, with Thomas and that, but he was in a more natural field to it. And, you know, I, I believe all Brighton played his 250th game for us today. So, Weldon, Mark, Mark Albright, and not bad from someone who wasn't wanted from Villa. They must be kicking yeah. themselves. Yeah. 
Just what so, I just don't think it was his best game. Schmeichel, no, it wasn't. He didn't do anything that stood out. You're yeah. right. He didn't do anything that stood out, but he didn't no. do anything wrong like he did. No, on no, no, not at all. Friday. Not at all. Not at all. I mean, um, Schmeichel. It was his 112th game. Um, Philip just just confirming it. If uh, Chris, if we win the FA Cup, will you show some daring, daring, daring do by George? Oh gosh, daring do by doing the post-match show in pants. Can I just say? I'm actually doing this show in pants, but you know, there we go. You wouldn't know, would you? <laughs> and, and what 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 Brad's got on in the lower half? We just won't go there at all. But uh, pink's a nice colour, Brad. Um, <laughs> 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 I'm joking. I'm joking, of course. Perez brings a high defensive work rate. Man United did not attack through the middle. Madison was too weak defensively to start versus Chelsea. Madison has been playing better, as Bookline said there, when he's been coming on rather than when he's mm. been starting. Yeah, it seems to uh, top and it seems to flip between them, doesn't it? Like, you know, a couple mm. of weeks you're thinking, oh, Perez has been coming off the bench doing well and needs to start, and then he he has an all right couple of games and then he dies off, and then Madison impresses off the bench, and you say Madison needs to start. It's it's frustrating, but it's it's not a headache that Brendan's going to mind having that he's got two mm. players that he can rotate out in the starting eleven, and it's one of them again. I think the FA Cup. Now we can fully focus on that. Mm. It's going to be one of them, isn't it? Does Brendan go? Sorry, oh, making me smile just talking about it. You know? <laughs> yeah, I know it's 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 still not real, is it? In a sense, I know yeah. it is, but it's not real until until that day happens. But now, yeah. like the biggest headache in that regards, Brendan's got is: do I start Madison and bring Perez on, or are you more inclined to start Perez? And if it's stalemate, put Madison on. Which one's going to? Mm impact the game more for the right way yeah. we'll find out on the 15th right now i'm just enjoying the fact that we've all but nailed champions league spot yeah exactly we'll be right back after this leicester till i die tv mm. your first choice for everything leicester city tune in and join in now I mean, I would like to actually bring a word in from one of our american friends um he actually sort of sent, posted, well, sent him post, we don't post it, he emailed me a comment here. So I just want to bring this up because it was very nice to get this from him. <laughs> uh, <and> I, <laughs> I have to say, no, there's not a lot I agreed with him, but yes, stop the league now. Stop the league now. <laughs> yes, uh, can we do that? <laughs> we should start uh, that, up, you know. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what. <laughs> I don't. He's, he, I don't waste my life, you know. Can I just say, no, 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 no. don't don't waste no. my life at all. Um, I would imagine David Moyes is absolutely tearing his wallpaper off his walls as, as we speak because he wasn't happy on the fact that um, the the FA had, or the Premier League, sorry, had scheduled you know Man United to play us and Liverpool because this was his first, you know, David Moyes fear, and we did it. But let's be honest with you, who gives a shit, really? I don't know. I don't give a rat's backside, you know, mm. about what other managers think of their fixture. It, so what? It's not our issue. They've got to deal with it. At the end of the day, mm. we have still, you know, we, we've just come off before the before the Newcastle game. You know, we played three games in, what, seven days? You know, we're going to do, yeah. we've we played Friday night, we've played tonight, and then we'll play again Saturday. So everybody's just been as busy. 
we've had the same problem all season. It's nothing new. At the end of the day, yeah. I think it's been warranted that we had a bit of a break. We've earned a bit of a longer break than three days. So stuff to Moyes and his sour grapes, we won you you're not in Champions League spots. How about you try joining us instead of being sour at us for doing our job? Yeah. I mean, no, totally. I mean, you know, we we've we played a uh, was it a Palace side that hadn't played in ten days, and we'd played two yeah. games in a week or something, you know? But yeah. um, I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce that first bit. But Bob, Bob, you're welcome here from the Spurs zone. This is a Leicester City chat, but you're most welcome. We talk a bit here about winning. Uh, I know this is something you know. Uh, 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 alien I, I, to Spurs. It is alien to, to, to Spurs. It's either spelled W I double N I N G. You know what? It's so easy to be cocky when you win, isn't it? You of know. It is. You know. Uh, can I just, can I just Brad? Question for you: What was the score tonight? Uh, I believe you might have got the score right, Chris. I think we won <laughs> two one, and I think you predicted two one. What he doesn't tell you, folks, is, is he writes these all down, and he really had Man U to win two one, and he switched it. But he's he's, he's done that on purpose. <laughs> they all went three one. They went three nil, three one, thinking that he he was going to write them down as as Leicester being the home side, and he, he does this. He's crafty, as Chris. You can check it on the website. It's live on the website <laughs> as we speak. Um, I actually had a bit of a dig at Soyuncu because I didn't think he, he made much of a challenge in trying to stop um, Greenwood going through for the goal. But let me be honest with you, all is forgiven. I mean, Soyuncu scored his first goal, league goal, I think, for Leicester City. We scored from a corner. You know what? It's funny because... For me, Sayunchu, yes, he didn't cover himself in glory by going out to him, but a few times um, he would have maybe gone in with that foot, stepped on Greenwood's toe and gave away a penalty anyway, and it could have been worse for us. He's taken nothing away from Greenwood's finish. You know, we, we didn't deal with the ball down the right properly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and at the end of the day, like you said, all is forgiven. You know, he, he, yeah. he got us over the line. He got the goal. He was the hazard of Leicester, Leicester for Man City tonight. And, yeah, excuse me. And <laughs> and at the end of the day, I tell you what, if he does exactly the same on the 15th, I don't care either if he's he had a jittery first half. No, no. Again, we we won't, will we? Simpy, good evening. Welcome along again. Um, uh, uh, Melina's in, your fellow Arsenal fan. Melina is our number one Arsenal fan because she, she very nearly came over to be a Leicester fan. But you you can be our our second favourite Arsenal fan. Because, but we do need you to beat Chelsea tomorrow night. So come on, get your act together, Arsenal. I actually got invited on an Arsenal chat. Uh, earlier, if I'd go on tonight, I think he hadn't realised that Leicester were playing, to discuss Brendan Rodgers because he thinks that they might be in with a chance of getting Brendan Rodgers as a manager. Wait, is there a portal to an alternate universe where I'm seeing something different? Because there's no I don't know, shh, shh, Hang on one second. Shh, shh, shh. Did you hear that pin drop? Yeah. <laughs> the odds on that are... No, no, just... No, I thought Spurs going in for him was... Laughable, but Brendan Rodgers going to Arsenal? No, 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 just no. no. <laughs> we'll take that. We'll take that as a no, Brad. Um, yeah, I don't think you can tell, but my opinions are a no on that one. 
<laughs> almost, almost as well disguised as my school predictions. Yes, yes, very, very. <laughs> exactly. Um, Perez doesn't have enough magic for me. Madison um, at his best does. Yes, he does, but he hasn't been at his best for quite a few games now. Perez may, may do more defensively in terms of work rate. To be honest with you, I, I, I've been... I've been supportive of Perez at the start. I've been critical of Perez from sort of middle bit of the season up until recently. Tonight, I don't care. It was a great performance and we won. You know what I mean? It was... Yeah. It's definitely been one of them, isn't it? I think it's just such... I think because of the situation that we're in and the amount of pressure and pots there and the media were doing, to win tonight has just made everything just disappeared that was negative or concerning about Leicester's position in the mm. top four. And yes, obviously mathematically it's not done, but I tell you what, if 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 we do if we don't get top four in the position we're in now, then we should write a letter and say we don't deserve to play in Europe full stop because that with I mean, if Man you do their job, that's Liverpool out of it. They're not catching mm. us. You know, because well, you know that there'll be three games that they'd have to do it in a goal swing, and we'd have to lose or not gain a point from our last two games. Mm. I just don't but, see it. I, but I that's just, looking I good, like there, isn't it? Very I mean, good. That, that's, a lot that's where it stands at the moment. And I know Chelsea have got a game in hand on us. Obviously, West Ham have. Liverpool have got two. But you know. I, I sooner I sooner have the points on the board than the games in hand, and yeah. you know we are now um, six, uh, eight points ahead of West Ham, nine ahead of Liverpool, and I believe there's some team underneath Liverpool. I don't even know who they are, you know, but um, yeah, it, it's 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 I've, I've got such a big smile on my face. I'm, Melina said the other day uh, after the Newcastle game, she she actually she was messaging me saying like. Are you all right? Because you seem a bit down. I went, well, after that performance, wouldn't you be? And I think tonight I'm completely the opposite. Yeah, it is. We 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 like the cliche that a week's a long time in football, and it just proves that. And it just looks it obviously well, even four you know, days, even four days, mate. Yeah, four days in this case. Yeah, four yeah. days in this case. And it just looks better, doesn't it? It feels healthier and 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 it just got, like you said, a complete flip on its head from from how we was all feeling after Friday night. Yeah. You know, I think in a way that first half performance showed how how the, how the players were feeling about this game. They were so determined, maybe to put it right, that when when Greenwood got them level, the yeah. nerves kicked in because they're like, no, we can't lose this game. We can't lose this game. And whilst Manchester United didn't really trouble us too much after that goal, there's always that. Mark in the back of your head, isn't it? Going, yeah, mm. but if they have one and score it, and luckily we were the one that did it, we put the ball in yeah. the net, and that's what yeah. matters. I know what you're saying there, Jason. Um, the problem with 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 channels like this, and you know, these, these channels are, are sort of springing up, you know, over the last five or so years since since Arsenal started doing it. There's you know, there's, there's more now per team than five years ago per the whole football pyramid. Um, it's something we talk about. So sometimes we maybe we aren't overcritical, um, but we're fans. 
And we're only saying, I believe, what we would normally be saying if we were sat in the terraces. Yeah, to be honest with you, I, I, I have been very strong on the point that I'm not a fan of Perez. He's, mm. he's not done anything for me of, of too much notes. Yes, he's had good games. And when he's had good games, I've been sat here going, he had a good game today. Yeah. But one game doesn't change an opinion. And when you're doing that one game, uh, you know, if one or two games here or there is met by average to below average performances for the rest of them, I'm not going to change my opinion. I I think he's a yeah. good rotational player. And I think that's what sometimes you get a player that unfortunately that's the, that's the role they get acquired to. You know, do you remember Xavier Hernandez? You know, speaking mm. of United players, super sub, wasn't he, for them? Yeah. He, they always used to put him on and never rarely started. And when he did, he couldn't find the net. And I just think if Perez is going to be a lesser player for the foreseeable future, that's his role. And I think that's how it's worked. And I think, in fairness, we played Newcastle last week and we had a couple of... Um, well, I went on a couple of Newcastle fans. And I'm not sure if you did, Bradley, spoke to Newcastle people. But no. they, I, I was offering them because I said, come on, you're down the bottom of the league there. We'll give you Perez back. We'll help you out. And the Newcastle fans, actually, as bad as they are this season, didn't want him back. Now, like I say, you know, we've stood up and said when he's played well, he's played well. But I don't think he's anything more than a squad player for me. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I I, I yeah. understand that he's had good games. I know sometimes, yeah. even when he has a, a decent game, people just want to yeah. hit, you know, take a swing at him for taking a swing at him. And I don't like it when players do that. And like I've always said, when he's wearing a Leicester shirt, and as long as he continues mm. to wear a Leicester shirt, I want him to play well, and I want him to prove me wrong and change my opinion on him. I really yeah. do. I'm never going to sit here and just say. Yeah. You know, Perez scored a hat-trick and assist one and go, right, oh, still shit. I'm going to say he had a good game. I'm going yeah. to praise him to the hills for that. Jay- Jason, you, you d- didn't come across bad at all. No, it is all about opinions. And to be honest with you, quite often, and Brad will hopefully nod his head and agree with me here, for me personally, I will say things to get a reaction because I want people to, to comment on it. And as, as the host, if you like, and Brad's like the expert... You know, I, I'm saying things to get, you know, if I said, if if Brad agreed with everything I said, I'd be saying, well, what do you think of this, Brad? Yes. What do you think of this, Brad? Yes. You know, it would be a very, very, very short show. And it's the same whether you know, when you host Facebook groups and you you put things in to get people to comment, radio presenters, everybody says all talk sport presenters, and you know, but they say things to get you to ring up because that's their job, you know, and we've, we, we've been critical of um, of Nacho Man, haven't we? But we've also eaten a lot of humble pie, which is why I'm the fat bugger that I am. I, I have eaten all the pies, and most of it has been humble these last eight weeks because we've given him praise when he deserves praise. And, you know, we've criticised him when he, when he wasn't doing what he was doing. Albeit, I think with Nacho, we were saying he wasn't getting sort of the, the, the regular time. But fans will always, you know, I say, I didn't think Chilwell was a bad player, but he was almost hounded out the club. But that is fans. We're all fans and we've all got different opinions. But like I say, me and Brad sort of generally say things that will just get people, um, you know, to, to, to comment. That's what we want you to do, basically. Um, run for the hills, everybody, because um, 
my daughter's here and uh, good evening heather oh she was here she's gone again now i don't know if that came up again but good evening heather how are you um get round and cook me a meal it's been a long time i've been waiting uh book line saying here brad back three in the fight in the cup final including a marty no 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 if it's not with a fully for evans i don't want a back three I think we've. I think that's been glaringly obvious because every time it's not been them three, we've struggled, or we've even worse, we've struggled and lost. I don't want a back three. If it's not Evan Soyuncu Chew and Fofana, I do not want us in a back three. In fact, I'd be happy for us to play Chelsea exactly like we did today when we've not got the ball a back four. Yeah. When we're on the yeah. attack, we open up that midfield. Very happy yeah. with the way we tried to do things today, and it showed in the second half. It paid its persistence. Yeah. Heather, by the way, if you get to speak to Uncle Mannix before the end of the show and or you text him in my cart, please just uh give him a great big he's a Man United fan, by the way. And, uh, I, should, I should explain that. I don't I don't hate my brother-in-law, but he is a Man United fan. Um Heather says here, poor Chilwell. Um yes, it it's football, Heather. It's football. Um Got, I mean, how chill uh, going to feel when if Leicester beat him in the FA Cup and he sees a 19-year-old replacement Thomas lifting that FA Cup? Do you think that's going to leave a bit of a bitter taste in his mouth that maybe he should have stuck around? Because I can say this now because I don't work for the club, but he was one that didn't do himself any favours with his attitude. Mm -hmm. That's what I'll say with Chilwell on that one. I think there's a mm -hmm. lot of Leicester fans and maybe a few at the club that saw him around on the ground that will be hoping they beat him just so they can say should have stayed and known yeah. your place a little bit and developed a bit longer here. I mean, personally, nice I hope guy. he does. I hope he does sit there and think that. But then again, I guess over a longer period drawn out, you've got to probably think that Chelsea will do more oh, of course, than yeah, of purely You'd because of the money, but uh, yeah, of course you expect um, them to. It's like Maguire yeah. at Manchester United, yeah. isn't it? You'd expect yeah. them. Yeah, uh, Scott. Good evening. Um, are we happy, Brad? He said he imagines no, we're happy. I'm, I'm, I'm fuming. Scott, you've only fuming. just come in, so I should tell you this, Scott, that I predicted two-one to Leicester. I just thought I'd mention that because you were late. It's not mentioned for any latecomers, uh, Melina, apparently, and um, Palace have missed the penalty. Melina, you were asking about my children the other day. One of them's in now. Say hello to her. Don't be rude. <laughs> <laughs> say hello to I'm Heather, Melina. Melina, say hello to Heather. Uh, Heather, say hello to Melina. Um, Ethan Nine, Newcastle fan. Congratulations. Thanks very much, mate. We so needed... Where, where was that Leicester when we played you? That's what I want to know. The only satisfying thing I actually, thinking about it, I'm actually going to get from the fact that you stuffed us 4-2 was that it meant that you stayed in the Premier League this season. That means you might have Steve Bruce for another, 12, uh, for another season. So, hey, what can I say? Scott's got a question for us. <laughs> oh, it's so easy to be like this when you, when you come off the back of a win like this, isn't it? Yeah. Um, who starts, Perez or Madison on Saturday? And I'm going to answer this first because I'm going to be I'm going to surprise you here because I'm going to actually say Perez. No, I, I'm going to probably surprise you then with my response of saying I actually agree with you. I think the comment that 
Perez does do the defensive work, which I I will give credit for. He does get back. I mean, he yeah. finds a spectacular way to lose it when he gets 10 yards forward, but he, he does do the defensive draft. He, he did make some good interceptions today. Um, and I think for the first half, it's an FA Cup final. Both teams really want to win it. it, it it's, you know, Chelsea would like to potentially put themselves on the way to a double. Leicester would like to finally win the FA Cup. I think mm. it's going to be a cagey first 45, 60 minutes. And I think, like today, Rodgers would rather be able to throw Madison on to try and open up the deadlock in that game than have to take him off and put Perez on in search for a winner yeah. over the 90 yeah. minutes. The question is that who who is more likely to change the game when they come on? Yeah, that's exactly what think, it is. Yeah. And I think Madison so will do like that. that. Yeah. And, and we've seen that, that Madison... Mad, oh, I got like the second coming yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a few years, I'm not going to lie. But I'll tell you what. Oh, well, um, <laughs> and I can say that because I know it's probably... The, I know it's the same for you. But all joking aside, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not saying Perez had a bad game because quite often... You you don't hear a player being mentioned, and it doesn't mean they're having a bad game. Um, they're just Wilfred and Dede is one of them. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. but I can say you, I can't see Perez coming on and changing the game, but I can see Matt and Madison seems to have played better lately when he's actually come on as a sub. Yeah, definitely. Like I said earlier, it seems that Brendan's got a little bit of uh, a blissful headache in the fact that if one of them's not really up to the start, that um. Mm he can rotate for the next game and give the other one the start for a few games. And it seems to be working <laughs> like he's got a perfect balance to the change in, in that midfield. And look, you know, I, I, I think he will start with Perez. And then I would imagine that when we go there to parade our FA Cup in front of him in the league, in the league game, he will probably switch that and start with Madison and, and bring Perez on. Yeah. To kind of do it, you know that 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 that's just football. It's it, it's a great headache to have. Ask any manager. The one headache they don't want is injury ridden team. They want to have a headache where they're going, oh, do I start with Perez and we play this way, or do I start with Madison and we play that way? Do I go with Vardy? Do I go with that? You know, it's a good headache to have. Any manager would prefer mm. that over not knowing if he's going to have a centre back or a midfield to pick from with injuries. If you if if, if that makes sense, yeah. Yeah. Scott, I didn't realise you'd actually gone the 6-2 to United. My God, man, what are you doing? I mean, you know, you're a Leicester fan. Come on. I mean, that was what I mean, I'll have to show you what, you know, the players predicted here. I mean, the worst that the players went for was that was was a 3-1. It's got my 2-1 on there as well. Oh, who knew that? Um <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm milking this. Honestly, I folks, do... he's not normally this unsufferable when he gets a score right. <laughs> <laughs> not often I do. Although I am I am now actually I think nine points ahead of uh, Steve Walsh in second place with three games left. I think that I think the championship is mine. I mean, to be honest with you, um, I, well, I've just had an, an invite come through, and you'll probably have one later to go on Rich's show. And Rich is a Man United fan, and. Might have to ask each other during that show. Just remind each other what the score was there. You know. Yeah. Um, How many times has United beat us this season? 
That's what I'll be asking. Hey, to be honest, hey, we've beat them twice. They've beaten us once, so it's 2-1 to us, which is the score I predicted for this particular match and got it right. Well, I hate oh. to be the bearer of bad news, but we've beat them twice and they've drawn with us. They haven't even beat us this season. Yeah, they're, 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 I, I realised when I was saying that that there was a little bit of a um, flaw it in my argument. Work for you, <laughs> for you that way. But uh, uh, thanks for pissing on my party there, Brad. You know, That's not that, mate. <laughs> I'm Jesus, mate. I'm always here to bring people down to earth. It's my job. <laughs> Indeed, it is. Anyway, Alan Bennett's um, man of the match and scores. We'll come on to that in a couple of seconds, and when we, when we are back straight after this. You are watching and listening to Chris and Lester Till I Die TV on YouTube and your favourite podcasts. I never that never works at my end properly. So I don't know whether it ever works at anybody else's end. It worked there, did it? Good, 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 good. And can I just say, I hope you can hear me okay, because the other day, Craig on the preview show let me do the whole show using the wrong microphone, and it sounded like I was sat on the toilet for an hour and a half. <laughs> that was tonight, yeah, actually, during the game. Sound you, around, mate. you don't sound like you've got your head in the box. <laughs> no, it was, as I say, I was sat on it for 90 minutes during the game, you know, just in case. Right, okay, so... As we know, Alan Bennett does this for us straight after the game. Um, he's gone his man of the match today. And let us know your thoughts on this, uh, everybody that's watching. He's gone for Wesley Fafana as his man of the match. And I have to be honest with you, I think the scoreline dictated this maybe more than the performance. Uh, for me, Brendan got a nine, and I think he did, he did get it right. He brought the subs on at the right time. You mentioned it earlier, it forced... Um, Man United to to bring theirs on earlier than perhaps they planned. Not sure about nine for the team, just for the fact that the first half wasn't as good. Possibly a seven or an eight for the team, but you know, again, hey, we've won two one. Who, who gives a damn, eh, Brad? Yeah, I'm not going to begrudge him his ratings there. I, I think you, you're right that the, the result definitely helps the higher ratings and. Fafana was world-class again. and You know, I was like a, a manager slash fan on the sidelines watching him. I, he, he cut out so many uh, vital uh, passes. You know, he made so many interceptions. He was brilliant on the ball. He, he, he reads the game so well. And if you forget, he's, he, he's still, you know, this is his first season. You know, he's kind of like, yeah. you know, he, he reminds me of, 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 of Kante in the sack that, in the fact that you rem you can't remember, we got him from you know not not exactly nowhere in this case. Obviously, he was at Saint Etienne with one of you know mm. one of the most loved and, and profound ex Leicester managers. Not uh, no no jokes there at all. <laughs> I know, right? You wouldn't know you wouldn't know Simon. He's not he's not <laughs> being so modest about it all all show. He's barely brought it up. In but fairness, yeah, though, Sebastien aren't having a very good season now. I think they're actually in the bottom five over there in France. Oh, well, you know, that says a lot. We all know what that football's like to watch when it goes badly for you and results start going. But for Farnham, yeah. it's just phenomenal. I mean, you forget his age. I mean, I've said it before. The bloke's got a footballing head on him, like a 30-year-old. And, you know, you, you think of the price of players we've sold. I, I, I have spoken to a few. You know, I was on the Manchester United chat last night. And yourself was on one as well. At, you know, Chris and a few yeah. United fans. We was doing. We got asked posed the question: 
if you could kind of pinch somebody, um, you know, from the other team, who would you want? And we built a combined 11 and every single United fan said they would like Fafana in their back line and put him in their combined 11. Uh, mm. You know, but the one good thing was is, is they turned around and said when it came to a question about strengthening the team, who would you rather have, this player or that? I think it was that Bakairu or whoever it is that we're supposed to be signing. You know, someone mm. asked, who would you rather have, Ndidi or him? And they said, rather have Ndidi, but Leicester are not going to sell him cheap. And I think that's the same for Fafana. You know, yeah. you know it was, anybody that's nervous about it. earlier, actually, and I'm just trying to find it now, um, about him. 100, because... 100 million. Yeah, I mean, this, this is what annoys me with fans is... Um... <sighs> You know, they're immediately saying, like, you know, if Leicester don't get top four, you're going to lose Farney, you're going to lose, you know, lose all these plen and DD and what have you. Well, we're not going to sell any of them cheap because we don't need to. You know, in the Premier League, no. there is so much money, and we've got rich owners on top of that money. We don't, you know, we don't need to sell Maguire if you come at us with 60 million. You know, we, we hold out for what we want, which is 80 million. So we will only sell if we need to sell. Um, and so, and I, I don't think not getting Champions League, because I think a lot of players will look at that. And I know some players will go just for the money. But I think some players will look at it and go, well, okay, if I go to Man City, I'm going to spend a year or so, maybe you know, like Mares at the start, he, he never started. Chilwell, when Tuchel first came over, was dropped. He never played. But if they stay with Leicester, yeah, they might not get Champions League this season, but it's the work in progress, isn't it? Yeah, well, let's face it. that A few of these players have been here for a few seasons and, you know, a few of them, you know, Tillmans was on loan uh, originally and he still signed and we wasn't in Champions League football. Madison's mm. been here a couple of seasons now hasn't experienced Champions League football, but he's, they, they've brought into the project something that Leicester fans have been adamantly standing by and, and it's been spoken about by the, the players have echoed the same message when they've been in front of the media that this is a very good project. They're happy to be here. They're happy to be a part of it. And whilst that's the case, I, you're very right, Chris, unless someone's going to go and say, how much do you want for Fafana? Well, we want 120 million to pay it. I don't see one of these players going because if that was the case, they would have gone last season. Madison, mm. Tillemans and that might have gone last season because they've gone, well, you said we're going to get this and we're not. Clearly, these players were signed knowing that you need to give this club a couple of years, but with you you here, we can achieve these goals. And they've gone, all right, then I'm buying into it. Yeah. I apologise to whoever it was that asked the question because I can't just find it at the moment on, on, on the chat if you want to repost it. But Sumerine or Sumeri or whatever he's called in that, that defensive midfielder, to me, well, we've got, indeed, we've got Mendy. And I was surprised, I've got to be totally honest with you, I was surprised to see Chowdy come in, come on over Mendy. But that's just my personal thoughts. And then we've got Chowdhury. If we sign him... I think, not indeed, but I think one of the other two will be leaving. Yeah, I, I, I think, um, I think because Chowdhury can press a bit quicker than Mendy, that might have been the reason. 
I think mm. the way the season's gone and, and the way they've played over the last season and a half, Mendy and Chowdhury, when they've played, Mendy very much sits in front of that back line and and, and frees Indeedy up a bit. Whereas when Chowdhury comes on, it's Indeedy that sits in front of that back line, shores us up and lets Chowdhury go and try and close them down at the halfway line, which is something he can do very good. You know he's quite he was quite erratic in in last season, but he did that job, and that's expected. And I think just given the situation, when Manchester United have got to come at you because they're losing a game in the latter stages, you have to really press them because they're going mm. to leave gaps. And if Chowdhury nicked one in the middle of the park and played a through ball to Ineacho or Vardy, and we'd have scored again, you'd have been waxing lyrical about him being picked. And you know. We'll see in the summer, you're probably right, I don't see a need for three central defensive midfielders in this club and it's no disrespect to them as professionals, they've all done a job when they've needed, more so obviously indeed because he's the mainstay in the side, yeah. but whilst I, I, I would be saddened to see them go, especially because Chowdhury's a development player and Mendy's really done well this season when he's been called upon, I just think sometimes you don't need that many players when it's only no. one position. We very rarely play two central defensive midfielders. Yeah. If we play two yeah. central defensive midfielders, we need them, obviously, but we don't. Yeah. Um, were you surprised with Chowdhury? Um, I, I, was. I'm not, I wasn't surprised with the move because he, you know, it, tactically... It was the correct, you know. I, 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 you know, Brendan got it right tactically. That was spot on. I just surprised it was Chowdhury. I think you are. I think you are surprised um, by the by him coming on and being on such a bench. Given what happened in January, the discussions at Southampton wanted him, and he wanted either guarantees of more first-team football and Brendan said, look, I can't give you that this season. It's just not viable mm. with things that are going on and, and and the form of others. Unfortunately, you could have three great performing central defensive midfielders on the training pitch and you could praise all three of them. But when you're only playing with one central defensive midfielder, you're always going to struggle to break into, into that side. You're relying on two players being... Mm. No, not having a good run in the side and to get your opportunity. And it's testament to Chowdhury that he's obviously kept his levels up on the on the training ground. He's kept his yeah. professionalism after January and he's earned mm. that 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 spell on the pitch today. And that gives you yeah. another dimension to look at going into the cup final because now all of a sudden, yet again, a player that we thought was maybe never going to play for Leicester again this season has suddenly given a in a, a very dogged 20-30 minute performance that, that, that gives us another option to look at and go, all right, if, if needs be, you know, if we need someone to come on and, and, and free up that midfield, Chowdhury is an option again. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking even, and we'll move, I want to move on to, to some other players in a second, but even um, because we've got, more games coming up, as in we're going to have um, the Champions League. Well, hopefully, we're going to have FA. You know, we're going to have four four things. We obviously will need backup. Um, and if we do sign that new player, and he is supposed to be really, really good, um, 
yeah, I think I think we might 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 see them both leave. I think I think um, Chowdhury is definitely on the way out. Finally, Heather, you you followed my instructions well. I'm saying say the high back, say the high back. You know, children listen to their dad. Who knew? <laughs> Even though you did get it wrong, Melinda, who's Melinda? <laughs> but she did, she has, she has corrected it. Um, we don't need, I don't think, to buy many players. I mean, you know, when you look at the young players, and you touched on it with Fafana, he was young, he was bought in for, you know, not intending to play probably hardly at all this season. James Justin, pretty much the same. And then you've got the likes of Luke Thomas. And then we've got players that are out on loan like Jewsbury Hall. It's great because I don't think, like I've said many times, we're going to have a lot of money to spend because of the COVID. And, you know, we've not got a, a, a Middle East shake that owns the club. We've got a very rich businessman, but it is business. And his business has been completely destroyed with, with the COVID. But these youngsters coming through, it's like... I'm rubbing my hands thinking, you know, if we can keep hold of these, we're set for the like, next six or seven years. Yeah, definitely. And that's something, you know, that a club has YI on. And as fans, it's always nice to see, um, you know, it's always nice to see when you've got these youngsters. You know, you look at other clubs that have developed very good youngsters and you could you would argue and probably be right in arguing saying have a better youth system um, development rate than Leicester because they bring through seven or eight players. But what Leicester do very good is 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 they bring these players in and in and you see a lot of them make it into the first team. Whereas Chelsea are like Lonechester United with their with their talented youth players. Yeah. And that 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 you you're very right. Or you know, all of a sudden Leicester aren't a team that you think, yeah, it's going good now. But your average age is thirty something or 29 and you've not got many coming through and and then you kind of hit the panic on the reserves and try and blood a youngster when they're not ready into the mm. first team which Leicester have been susceptible to doing before with a few youth players that we've seen make yeah. a debut and not heard of again uh, and so it's nice yeah. and like you said Leicester aren't just set for the next season or two they're, they're potentially you know with the names you've thrown out and, and, and there's probably more names that Brendan's got his eye on to bring up through yeah. next year and Tillerman's, um, Madison, the, the, none of them are particularly are old, yeah, are no, they? Yeah. yeah, and our current squad isn't that old. You're right. You know, Casper, Evans and, and Vardy, all yeah. Brighton. Uh, from yeah. a mainstay 11, I know we've got Fuchs yeah. and Morgan and that. I'm not, not yeah. discrediting them and saying they're not still part of the team. But on a mainstay 11, they're, 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 if they weren't in the side, our average age, I think, is probably like 24 and a half. Something ridiculous mm. like that. And that is yeah. testament, again, to the backroom staff who have taken, over the last couple of seasons, taken a bit of slack off us fans. Yeah. So, again, yeah. credit all round for Leicester. Yeah. Um, Brookline Chowdhury coming back next year. Well, he's got to come back because if he doesn't come back, where will we all party? You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? No, Jamie can't have his party. Yeah, Jamie can't have his party if Hamza doesn't have his, his, his homestead, does he? But, um, uh, Rob, it's nice to see you um, have signed on and you're watching us on YouTube. Um, sorry, this, this is jumping up and down like a bride on a wedding night. Here we go. Um, 
Uh, I think I put. I might have brought this up earlier. Man United want the scalp of Liverpool and knock them out of the Champions League places. Of course they do. That's why we saw yeah, the team do. they put out today. You know. Um, think Robbie's right. He's saying there. Um, Tavares. I've forgotten Tavares. Yes. Yep. Old um, yeah. Heaven's Angel. Um, he. Um, uh, Chabola, yes, yeah, Admiral, Youth Galore, and and I don't as I can't pronounce his name, but Muswari or whoever was on the subs bench today, again, you know, he's yeah. got on there over to Varis. He must have something that Brendan's seen him in. Yeah, and isn't, the, the, yeah. isn't there that um lad that we got from Thailand that, that was inducted in? I can't, he's got a really long last name, I don't want to butcher it or disrespect him, but he's he, he he's wasn't been, the the, the, the somebody's very rich. He's like supposed to be the richest footballer. We let him go, I think, didn't we? Uh, yeah, but it's it's not him. Mm. I, someone will no. know. He's been playing for the under twenty threes this season. This guy, right. on about he's right. But he's been, I know. Uh, uh, condolences, first of all, to the under twenty threes. They 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 yeah. unfortunately suffered a defeat um, yeah. yesterday and and got relegated. It's a it's a blip. In in what's been a very successful season all round for Leicester, because obviously the women won won their their league and will be joining the uh, elite of the women's division next year. So um, who knows? Hopefully, them lads can bounce back, get a good season in, in the lower division, and, and mix in with the lads and 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 be back up to the top level next season. And, and sometimes. It would help. It will actually, I believe, help them develop more because if you go down, like you know, when we went down to League One, we had had yes. four or five seasons when we were goddamn awful. Oh. Do you know what I mean? We, you know, we couldn't, we could, we, 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 we couldn't win a goldfish at a fair, you know. And then we went down to League One. Okay, we got a, a good manager in, in Nigel Pearson, but we kept winning and winning and winning, and the confidence that gives you. And then when we came back up the next season, we only just missed out on the playoffs that first season back from you yeah. know being in, in the division lower. So it will hopefully give these youngsters uh, a, a lot of fun. But uh, as Simon's just said, there they they will bounce back. As I as I yeah. again agree with basically what I was saying, but I'm going to say throw a name at you here and I want you to give me your thoughts on this guy because this is a guy who fans love to hate um, I've never heard anybody say anything nice about him but the owner seemed to like him um, John Rudkin See again I, I see all this all this oh it's Rudkin's fault it's Rudkin this yeah. it, it's so and so and I don't get it no, let, let, exactly, let's be honest with exactly. you let, let's be honest with you, right? It's easy to blame somebody who isn't in the isn't in the spotlight and not on the you know if if you like the players and and you like the manager and something goes wrong with an acquisition that Leicester made, it's easy to blame the head that you can't see for what they do. Yeah. It, 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 short memories, you know. A, you don't exactly know John Rookin's mm. full role unless you know John Rookin personally. You do not know his role, person. You know you don't know what he's doing on a day-to-day -day basis. One hundred percent, you do. You know the idea of his job, obviously, is as his title suggests. Yeah. Doesn't mean that's the only job he's got to do, and it doesn't mean he's the one that goes. Do you do, does does everybody really think he turned around and went? 
and went, oh, well, we won't pay more than 40 million for Fafana, so that's the deal done. No, there's, there's more than just one person involved in a deal, in a transfer, when they look at a player. It's a whole task of things. So I don't like this nonsense where one individual gets blamed for a transfer or mm. a, a, non, a transfer that doesn't happen because some some transfers you hear about not happening aren't even weren't even happening to begin with. So I don't like yeah. the stick that our backroom staff gets. At the end of the day, you've got John Rudkin, who has overseen the signing of James Justin from Luton, Fafana from Saint Etienne, Castagna from Atlantia. You know, it's, no, one, no, one, no one gives them praise when they make the good yeah. signs, do they? It's all well exactly. done less stuff. And I was actually speaking. Union. I was speaking to an Everton fan a while ago, and. Um, about Steve Walsh, as in the um, the the coaching side, not the ex-player Steve Walsh, who obviously had a really good reputation when he was at um, Leicester as part of the, yes. the the Pearson Shakespeare trio. He then went to Everton. Um, he wanted to be up north near his family, and, and and you know credit to him for that. You know, you know, family is important, and he and he went up to be close to them and work with Sam Allardyce. And Everton said he never bought one good player for them. He said all the contacts that he must have had in the world of football, he must have left at Leicester. Because, and it's true that some, you've got, you can have one person as a cog in a wheel and take yeah. them out of that cog, then they're not necessarily going to fit into a cog somewhere no. else, are they? But that's what I mean by people not understanding that hmm. what an actual job that these sort of people do because the Everton fans might turn around and say, well, Steve Walsh never brought in a decent player. How do we, how do they not know that Steve Walsh went, Allardyce, here's a, here's a player, yeah. X, Y, Z, whatever. I think they'd be really good for the squad. He looks at them, his scouting team or whatever, look at him, bring the facts and all the figures for him. And he goes, okay, well, we're only willing to pay X amount because that's all we've got. And that club went, well, we're not going to sell him for that cheap. You've got to realise there's a lot of behind the scenes that goes on in that role. And it's a very demanding job. Just because he's not doing it at Everton or not as well as he was at Leicester doesn't mean he's still not a good man for the job. And it just because we don't always have a successful signing at Leicester, that it doesn't take the world alight and isn't a four million pounds still worth 70 million doesn't mean Rudkin is not good at his job. Because I tell you this now, them owners are businessmen. And if Rudkin was not good at his job, he would have been sacked. Yes, yes, indeed. Right. Moving on to the rest of the season now. Um, you know, I'm going to, and I know you're going to, I'm, <laughs> Rob, you, you have such a nice way with words. You, <laughs> you can hear my cog. I'm really sorry. That's my age. You shouldn't. <laughs> you turn the volume down. Turn the volume down. Um, I know you're going to turn around and say Man United didn't do this anyway, so it doesn't matter. It's a silly question, but I'm going to ask it anyway, and I'm going to expect you to answer it anyway. But had they put their full strength team out tonight, do you think we would have still got got a three you know got the three points against them? You don't know. You're honestly, honestly, no, no, you don't I know. know. You, I know you don't know. I'm the way they played in that speculate. second. Yeah. yeah, I think it would have been tougher, and I think the half-time mm -hmm. score would have been 
you know, Leicester fans would have definitely been happier. If you if that starting mm. eleven had been, you know, a, 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 an available Maguire and Luke Shaw in there and Fernandez and, and, and etc. Mm. and all them lot, um, then I think, you know, you'd, you'd have come in here like a lot of fans were. That, you know, even United fans weren't expecting such a rotation. They were still expecting... Fernandez to play, they were still expecting Rashford and Greenwood to play. I know Greenwood did play, but they were expecting maybe not to see the left and right wingers that they saw t- today. Mm. I think it would have been harder. I I I originally, like I said to you in the pre-match show, Chris, I make my predictions in my head before I know the lineups of either side because I I have to take it on form and where we are in the league and not yeah. you know, because presum- presumption is the mother of all mess ups as it is you know we could have gone here going oh well, man, you're that up, haven't you? <laughs> yeah i know i really i meant to say assumption you know you know what i meant shut up i'm jesus yeah. I'm <laughs> um you know we could have we could have gone on for manchester united it'd have been a very tough game we'd have been happy with a draw and i think it, mm. the heart i would have taken a draw against a fully strength United side I'd have been yeah. happy with a point because they are an incredible side all, all, all yeah. things going with the talent they've got going Tony says here uh, don't forget we beat them in the cup yeah I was just use you know speculating on on this one but um Brookline says Chris do you drink more gin after a win or after a loss I've got to be totally honest with you Brookline really doesn't matter <laughs> it does, you know, I will... it's consistent either way Yes, I I, I I consistently drink a lot. I think that's the that's the way to look about it. Um, Rob, if this will come up for me here, hopefully this will give us some confidence going to the FA Cup final. Evans hopefully fit for the game. Well, I think that's why we didn't see him tonight. Um, I think I think if he is if he is the chance that he can play, I think they will play him. And if he has to go off, he has to go off because that game is more important in looking at it now, possibly than the Chelsea game after and the, and, and, and the Tottenham game. Um, I think, I but, think dependent, yeah. like you just said, I think dependent mm. on results of the Liverpool Man U game and, yeah. and the West Ham game, I feel and Arsenal Chelsea, don't forget Arsenal. Yes, and We're, Arsenal Chelsea as well. Melina, if you're still watching, give your team a kick up the old arse and get them to beat Chelsea. I said yeah. to Simpy, who Simpy's an Arsenal fan, as we said earlier, and I said to him earlier, no, come on, we need you to do us a favour and beat Chelsea. And he actually turned around as an Arsenal fan and went, no chance, it ain't going to happen. <laughs> but yeah. come on, for once, but can in, Arsenal do yeah, a in, in, in security for our top four spot, whether it's third or fourth, you know, Chelsea's a different thing yeah i think evans being selected all depends on that situation because i would i would maybe even argue that you'd rather not risk evans for the cup final Mm. give him an extra few days to rest and recover and not need to come off in the league game against chelsea and then you know it gives you a chance to give you a fresh center back for the league game because it's going to be very demanding. Whoever wins, whatever the result in the final, yeah. that occasion itself will drain a lot out of the players because it's a, it's a very demanding situation mentally going yeah. into it. It's, it. it's 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 not the same as a league game mid mid season, is it? 
90 minutes. It's a no, whole different I, ball game here, a final. I think we will know, like you say, late, before before we kick off, well, obviously before we kick off, we'll know whether he's playing or not. Well, what I mean is, towards the end of the week, we'll know more when yeah, these yeah. other games have been played and where we stand. Yeah. We've got the FA Cup and we know we've got special shows for the FA Cup, so we're looking at that separately. But after that, we've then got Chelsea, unbelievably, literally about three days later in the league. And then we've got Spurs on the uh, last day of the season. Now, I'm going to ask you this. Man United are playing in the Europa League final. That's on the 26th of May. That's after the end of the season. Why? And I, I, I suppose the argument could be, well, you've got the Champions League final. But, you know, the FA Cup is the end of season finale. To You know, it's the finale to the season. You know, you go out with the bang. It's always, why are we playing it and having to have a game, mid, you know, midweek now, like we say, that extra game? Why aren't we playing it at the end of the, at the, end of the season? I, honestly, purely because of the situation that we're in now with Corona and the lockdown and the fact that the semi-finals under a small crowd, granted, but we're able to play in crowds. I think, I, I think maybe there was a case of urgency to make sure that the FA Cup final, because the Champions League and Europa League aren't in our country. Uh, to, to my knowledge, nothing's been set in stone about the Champions League final. No. It, it's not in England. It's not guaranteed. Europa League it's final. Looking like in, Portugal, I think, at the moment. Yeah, it is. Whereas right now, the, the FA Cup semi final was the platform to start integrating fans back into the stadium. And I think that on the smallest, and I, I, and I know people will say, don't say it, Brad, but I'm going to say it, so forget it. But on the smallest chance that something goes on over the next couple of months between now and the start of the season that stops things going back to normal in regards to mm. fans going into the stadium. It's purely just to get them in the ground and make sure that there's an FA Cup final this year watched by fans. Because last year, it it didn't feel right, did it, that FA Cup final? No. And let's... Well, none of the games have really, have they? But let's um, ask this other question, because as as stupid as, as we can say the FA are, UEFA seem to be even more stupid... I mean, they've decided that they're not going to play, and I'll just quickly touch on this, they're not going to play the Champions League final in Turkey. I think it was Turkey, wasn't it, where it was going to be? I'm not sure. Uh, Whoever they is, they decided because of the COVID situation that they're not going to do it there. So let's have a look. Oh, there's two English teams here. Where should we go? Wembley? Nah, nah, let's go to Portugal. I mean, what the WTF... You know, I mean, logic says Wembley. Wembley's all set up with, you know, they've got all the the TV facilities and everything there. It doesn't have to be shipped in. They're ready to go because they've got the final of the FA Cup. We're hosting some of the Euro games. Yes, I think there's another game that's due on that, but, you know, you can move things around. Has anybody got brains, when you know, that runs football these days? No, because there was a bunch of geniuses that thought money could take six clubs out of the Premier League and look how that works. So there's no brains in the hierarchy of football no. when it comes to them lot. You've got a good point any, anyone, with, anyone with one, anyone that's got a brain in the way for what doesn't have enough, you know, if the brain was made of dynamite, they wouldn't have enough to blow the nose. So no, you'd think that, wouldn't you? You'd think Wembley with yeah. two English sides would make sense, but no. 
You see that you're using that word, you see, with with UEFA in mind and and football hierarchy sense. You see, it just yeah. doesn't just doesn't go together, does it? Um, so this was going to be the first of three hard league games. Um, and well, as it happens, we've come away with three points. You know, we yeah. I I I actually said. I thought we'd get seven points out of these three games because I think we'd. I said we'd beat Man United. Oh, did I tell you I predicted the right score as well on that? 2-1. You nearly went <laughs> for 15 minutes without bringing it up, mate. <laughs> uh, um, I think we'll beat Tottenham. And I think we'll actually could get a result, could get a, a, a point off Chelsea, depending which way the, the, the cup final goes. So seven points for me from those three games. How many do you think? We've already got three in the bag. What do you think we will come away with? Well, originally I, I said I think we'd get four because um, mm. I said I, 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 I thought we'd draw today. I, I think we'll win the FA Cup, but normally what happens with a team that wins the FA Cup, when you meet that team again so close after the final, you tend to lose it, don't you? So I thought we'd lose yeah. Chelsea if that's how it goes. And we beat Spurs. Oh, I said four points is what we'd get. We've got three, and not the way I expected. So I, I don't see why we can't get another four points from the remaining two games and and get the seven you go in, go going for. Mm. I think it's very possible for us to get four points out of. Oh, for God's sake! Can we end this now? Come on, <laughs> he's getting a bit. Come on, we're gonna have the old scream with it in a minute. Pack it in, you. I'm joining next season. You have to include me on this. You have to get us all involved. <laughs> yeah. Me, you, Craig, and Josh. But you, you, never, you never let us know in advance. <laughs> the, uh... Uh, you never ask. You see, you never ask after joining next season. So, a January yeah. transfer. So, you're going for um, you're going for four points. Yeah, yeah. Four points and the FA Cup final win. That's what I'm going yeah. for. To be that. Yeah. Brad, thank you very much, sir. Tomorrow yeah, night we've got a night way. off, so we can uh, enjoy watching um, Chelsea Arsenal. Come on, Arsenal! Wow. I, I never thought I'd, I never thought I'd hear my, myself say this, but come on, Arsenal! <laughs> yeah, and I never thought I'd say this, but thank you, United. I'll do the yeah. rest of the job. Yes, in fairness, completely right. Yes, <laughs> you got to say that. Right, um, uh, we are back on. God, what day? We're Tuesday today. We're back on Thursday with the opposition view on um, the Chelsea game. We've got a couple of Chelsea fans coming on that. And then Friday at 7, and you're welcome to come and join us, Brad. It's the preview. And with it being the FA Cup, the more the merrier. Hopefully we'll have Steve Linux and Julian Watts, Xboxes on that one. So feel free to join us for that, Brad. Yeah, I will do. If if I'm not too busy, you know, I'll always come on to a show if I'm needed as well. So I just look yeah. forward to it. I think we I think we can spend from now until the day getting very excited about uh, about a trip to Wembley. Well, can I just say I have I have my flags behind. Um, I actually ordered, believe it or not, I ordered two two flags from uh, this company on eBay, and the delivery company that got it on the Wednesday and should have therefore been able to deliver it on the expected date of Friday, didn't send it out until the following Friday, and I got it on the Saturday. So as I complained, he sent me those two two more flags, 
a scarf and then two huge flags which will be flying outside my window <laughs> on the map so thanks oh, ebay thanks ebay and, and then, then of course the day after typical the original ones came through so i've got those it's as well virus, yeah so let me just say this just take this in our next game is the fa cup final it's a great thing isn't it it's good to know it just gets you yeah, just it's got to be our turn, hasn't it? I'm gonna, I feel like a kid at Christmas Eve that can't go sleep. He's so excited for it, mate. That's gonna be like it's gonna be. It's just, I, I would love it because it is my first ever experience of an FA Cup final. I know there's fans out there that have seen us come you so baby close. You. <laughs> I know, right? I, I, it's time for me nap. I need to go for me nap. I'm the young one of the groups. I know there's people yeah. out there that remember the 69, maybe even remember the ones before before that. Mm -hmm. So it'd just be nice to see us. You never, you never forget uh, a 69, do you? <laughs> well, no, you don't. Well, sometimes it depends what engine, it, how it turns out. And we, 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 we did lose it, so it is easily forgettable. One more thing to do before you go, Brad, and and, uh, and we get cut off by you. Just want to play this for you one more time. Right, I tell you what, I'm going now because you're going to ruin the mood. I tell you what, I'll let you off because you didn't bring up the dreaded stats today. So, bye. See you before you have a chance to bring more. Time off. See you later, guys. I, I haven't got them up, but I'm not going to put you through that, mate. Thanks so much, Brad. If I don't see you on Friday, I'm not sure what's happening with the post-match because if we lose, we might be too pissed off to do it straight after. And to be honest with you, if we win we might all be celebrating after and not want to come uh, and do the show. Uh, so why don't you let the fans decide? Why don't we get a poll going in the group or something and see if they decide if we should do it or not, put us through it. They might not give us the answer that I want though. <laughs> yeah, that may, be, that may be the case. That may be the case. What, whatever, whatever made you think that this group was a democracy? It isn't, you know, I am, I, I am a hey, dictator in this group. Donald Trump, not me. <laughs> Brad, thanks very much, mate. We will talk again, oh, no God. doubt. And I might see you on Richie's show later, mate. Maybe my phone's going to die, so you might see me on at some point. But I might I hear you know. then. I might yes, hear you. Definitely. I don't know. Yeah. All the best. Thanks for coming on, and I'll we'll, we'll see you at some time over the uh, FA Cup weekend. I'm sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Brilliant, mate. Thanks very much. Take care. Take care, mate. All the best. Thanks. Oops. Thanks to Brad. Um, yes. I can't even. I, honestly, I'm not just totally not with it. So, Manchester United one, Leicester City two. We are back up to third. I'm sure we're not going to stop there. Chelsea, obviously, just a point behind, but they have got that game in hand. Uh, Michael is saying, yes, let's have a chat show. I just I just got this feeling that tonight's going to be a good, good night. Well, it, it was because we, we beat 2-1, which I predicted correctly, of course. Just thought I'd say that. I just got a feeling that if we do win, Michael, that we might all just want to celebrate you know because we're going to be with maybe with family or friends that are, are Leicester fans I'm sure what whether we're allowed to with COVID but you know what I mean 
and I'm not sure whether if we do do a show, whether there will be enough interest in it. And I might put it out in the group, like I say, but uh, depending how it goes, I might have drunk that much during the game that I come on here and you won't be able to understand a word I'm saying. And before you say anything, uh, last night when it was like that, it was only because it was a bad microphone. <laughs> David Gamble says, hello, Christmas. Okay. Hello, Christmas. Um I'm not sure what you mean on that. Guys, thank you very much. It's it's a great night. It's been really good, hasn't it? And uh, we've come away with three points. We're back in the top three, 66 points. We are so close to the Champions League, we can taste it. And I'll tell you what as well, we got the FA Cup on that Saturday night. Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna burst into Saturday night. Saturday night, do, do, well maybe. Guys, I'll see you tomorrow night. Hopefully join me seven o'clock for the opposition view show when we'll be talking to a couple of Chelsea fans about the FA Cup. Uh, no, not tomorrow night, Thursday night. And we're hoping we can wind them up and the Arsenal have beat them. I don't think Simpy and Molina are still in. If they are, as I say, give your team a kick up the arse, get them to beat Arsenal in the London Derby uh, on Thursday fourth. Take care, guys. All the best now. I'll Hello, see you soon. Matt bye bye. Be sure to watch Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube and follow all their social media platforms for the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Some people are on the pitch, they think it's all over. It is now. <laughs>